Welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. Welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and we're about to have another exciting episode talking about hockey cards and hockey in general. I think all hockey fans are starting to get a little bit excited. There's a little chill in the air. You know, fall is coming, and you know what that means. It's time for hockey season to get going. As of the air date of this podcast, the NHL preseason is underway, and there's a lot of exciting things happening in the preseason, so I'm really looking forward to this upcoming season as far as the NHL is concerned, but even more so on how it's going to affect the hockey card market. What can you expect in today's episode? We're going to do another head-to-head comparison on PSA 10 Young Guns values with two players who are very similar. And which one do I think will be the better investment of the two players? In the second segment of our show, I'm going to go over what changes would I make to Upper Deck's Young Guns product. Just little things that I think would enhance the already great product that is Upper Deck Series 1 and 2 when it comes to their young guns that they offer in their hobby boxes as well as their retail boxes. And in our last segment of the day, I'm going to review some of the sales that I have on eBay and on other platforms in this past week to give you an idea what certain cards are selling for. So we have an exciting episode ahead of us, so let's get right into it. But before we get right into it, just a quick reminder that the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast is by no way, shape, or form a financial advice podcast when it comes to hockey cards or trading cards in general. It's just an average guy who likes discussing things about hockey cards and the hockey card market and giving my opinions and seeing if they pan out at the end of the season. Starting with our first segment, as I mentioned, we will be doing a head-to-head comparison on two players and which one do I feel will be the better investable player in the upcoming season. The two players we're going to consider today are Brady Kachuk of the Ottawa Senators and Rasmus Dahlin of the Buffalo Sabres. Now, the reason why I pick these two players specifically is because right now they have very similar card values, very similar stats when it comes to these card values, and their playing stats are in the same ballpark. So it'll be interesting to see which one of these two players will be a better investment as the season goes on and at the end of the season. Starting with Brady Kachuk, you can find his Young Guns rookie card in the 2018-2019 series 2 version and his Young Guns card number is number 499. Now Brady Kachuk's PSA 10 pop count is 638 and he has a 
PSA 10 gem rate of about 64%. Now, if we look at Rasmus Dahlin, he's also in the 2018-2019 series, but he's in series one, and his card number is number 201. Now, Rasmus Dahlin's PSA 10 pop count is 1,328, and he has a gem rate of 67%. Now here's where it gets a little bit interesting. Both of those cards in PSA 10 form are selling on average for about $140 US currently. Now let's look at some of their career stats. Brady Kachuk has played in 359 games, whereas Rasmus Dahlin has played in 355 games. Brady Kachuk has 125 goals. Rasmus Dahlin has 46. Brady Kachuk has 150 assists, whereas Rasmus Dahlin has 187. Now, Brady Kachuk's total points are 275 in his career, whereas Rasmus Dahlin is sitting at 233. And for game-winning goals, Brady Kachuk has 18 in his career, and Rasmus Dahlin has 10. So as you can see from their stats, again, pretty close. There's some differences, obviously, but overall, they're in the same ballpark. And again, with those PSA 10 values being about the same, I thought it would be interesting to kind of break down which player I think will be the better investment moving forward. An interesting point to consider is if we look at both of these players, both of them are on teams who are up and coming. I feel the Ottawa Senators have a very nice young nucleus of players that they're going to build around and are going to have success with them in the near future. Now Buffalo, on the other hand, they're right on the doorstep. They've made some great acquisitions. They've built a nice team. It looks like they have that goaltending situation figured out with that new goaltender. I believe his last name is Levi. And they have some young talent on that team as well when it comes to offensive players. They have such players as Tage Thompson, who had a great season last year. They also have Dylan Cousins, who I think is, again, an underrated player, ready to make his mark on the NHL. So Buffalo is, again, knocking on the door of being a relevant team in the upcoming season. But going back to Brady Kachuk and the Ottawa Senators, I don't think they're that far off. I think they have some really great offensive players. Again, the question there is goaltending and whether or not their defense can contend with some of the powerhouse in their division. But based off of all of that, who do I feel will be the better investment in the upcoming season? I have to admit, this is a tough one for me. I, I looked at this from a couple of different angles and tried to figure out if somebody had a clear advantage over the other person. But when it came right down to it, I kind of felt the same about both of them. But I can't just say this is going to be a wash. So the player I feel who's going to have the better value in the upcoming season is Rasmus. Now, my reason for this is, one, as I mentioned before, Buffalo seems to be a little farther along as far as their team development. I think this team is going to be a great team this upcoming season. I think Tage Thompson's going to take off. I think that young talent for the Buffalo Sabres is really going to start producing. And with Rasmus Dahlin leading the way in that young talent, I think you're going to see his card spike a little higher than possibly Brady Kachuk in the upcoming season. Now, again, I don't want to take anything away from Brady Kachuk. I love Brady Kachuk. I love his game. 
I mean, just watching him last year with the Senators, I always felt, again, if he was on one of those original six teams, you know, the Bruins, the Rangers, the Blackhawks, he would get a lot more notoriety kind of like his brother is. They have a relatively similar style of play, and I just love what he brings to the Senators. But I feel the major thing that's drawing away from him this upcoming season is I think the Senators will be a hot and cold team all year. I think they'll have moments where they just look fantastic, but then that youth is really going to come through, and I think they're going to have moments where, you know what, they just don't look like they're ready. But I think Brady Kachuk is still going to perform either way. But I, again, feel as though Buffalo is ready to make that you know push into the playoffs make some waves in the playoffs and again Rasmus Dahlin looks like the type of player that I feel in the upcoming season is going to take a jump in his card value when it comes to his PSA 10 young guns now the one thing that will be a drawback to Rasmus Dahlin as far as his card value goes is as we discussed he does have a pop count of 1,328 compared to Brady Kachuk's 638. So from that, that's going to affect how much his card value raises over time because his number is a lot higher as far as that pop count is concerned than Brady Kachuk's. But again, I'm basing it about his overall play. I think he will have a better season in the upcoming season than Brady Kachuk. Well, you've heard my opinion. What do you think? Who do you think is going to have a better season between Brady Kachuk and Rasmus Dahlin and whose card value will increase higher? I'd love to hear your opinion on who do you think is going to have a better season between Brady Kachuk and Rasmus Dahlin. I'd love to hear what each and every person thinks about this. If you want to, go to my Instagram page at Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Podcast and leave me a message and let me know Who do you think will have a higher card value by the end of the year between Brady Kachuk and Rasmus Dahlin? Now in our second segment, I want to discuss some changes I would make to the upper deck young guns in their hobby boxes as far as maybe making them a little bit more interesting and a little bit more desirable to collect. Now don't get me wrong, I love collecting young guns. I love flipping them, I love grading them. They are my card of choice when it comes to the hockey card market. They are my go-to card when it comes to collecting, flipping, buying, and selling. But that doesn't mean we can't make things maybe a little bit better. And as I'm sure that Upper Deck listens to this podcast on a regular basis, I thought I'd give you some of my little changes or additions that I would do for the young guns and how to make them a little bit more collectible. Now, the first thing I would do is I would add autos to some of the young guns. Now I know they have buybacks and things like that, but I would do a product within Upper Deck Series 1 and 2 where they actually autograph the young guns. Maybe make it out of 99, you know, handwritten out of 99 like the buybacks, but put it in the Series 1 or Series 2 hobby boxes. Make it something that we want to possibly rip when we get one of these boxes. I mean, I do love those autos that they have in the buybacks. I think they look cool. So why not just add it to the product? So with my first adjustment to the Young Guns product, I would add autographs to the Young Guns out of 99 and put them in the hobby boxes for series one and two for them to be pulled. 
Now for my second adjustment, what I would do is I would take these speckled rainbows young guns that you can get from epac now if you don't know what this is upper deck has a website where it's called epac where you can go and buy you know packs boxes and open them up on your computer and then eventually get the hard copy card sent to you now if you collect i believe it's 10 young guns of one player you can then submit that in to get a silver foil version of that and once you collect five silver foil foil versions of a player you can get a speckled rainbow one which these cards look amazing now i think these cards are so amazing again let's put these things in the upper deck series one and two boxes now i'm not saying take them away from the website the epac website but i am saying add some into the boxes so we can chase them you know maybe even number them number them out of uh, 10 out of 40 whatever it may be but that would be an amazing card to pull from a hobby box and if they made it numbered it would make it even more collectible because this would be a really nice rare card that collectors could hunt for so with my second adjustment to the young guns product i would add the speckled rainbow again to the upper deck series one and two hobby boxes to pull and I would also keep them on the EPAC website as well. But again, make it so it's something that people who like to rip cards will have the availability to get if they get the right box. Now with the final adjustment or change that I would make to the Young Gun product, I think this is a no-brainer and I'm kind of surprised that Upper Deck hasn't thought of this yet. I would add a gold parallel Young Guns rookie card to this set meaning say for instance you could get connor bedard gold parallel let's say out of 10 tell me that wouldn't be a sought after card gold is that color that everybody loves so why not add a gold parallel young guns card and again make it out of 10 make it super rare but again Put it in the series one and two hobby boxes so it can be a chase card that can be pulled. I mean, we watch some of these other sets and other sports and I mean, you see how these breakers go crazy online when they, you know, pull an out of 10 rookie card and it's gold. Now, why doesn't Upper Deck do the same thing? Put a gold parallel Young Guns version in rotation for the upper deck series one and two product i think that would be a home run for the hockey card collecting market so those are the three adjustments i would make to the young guns card when it comes to the hobby boxes but i'm going to give you a quick fourth one before i recap my changes the other change i would make maybe add some of these one or two of these to retail as well too so if you go buy a blaster box or a mega box you have a shot at getting some of these cards as well again make them high odds i get it you want the best stuff in your hobby product but still put some stuff in so those people who pull you know pick up a box at walmart or target or wherever else they get it you know maybe every so often they pull a great card like that as well. So to review the changes I would make to the Young Guns product when it comes to the Upper Deck Series 1 and 2, the first thing I would do is add autos to some of these Young Guns and make it out of 99, kind of like the buybacks, like we said. The second thing I would do is 
put the speckled rainbow version of the young gun and actually the silver foil into the upper deck series one and two hobby box as well so it could be pulled but also leave it on the epac website and the last thing i would do which i still think is a no-brainer is add a gold parallel version of a young guns card and make it out of 10 and that would be an unbelievable change to the already great product that is upper deck series one and two young guns And in our final segment, I just wanted to review a couple of cards that I have sold in the past week, just so you can kind of, again, get an idea of where these cards are selling on the current market. Now, the first card I'd like to discuss is probably everybody's chase right now in the NHL hockey card market, and that guy is Cole Caulfield. He's getting a lot of hype as far as this upcoming season and his values are starting to increase. So I sold a raw version of his Young Guns very recently and I sold it for $80 US on eBay. Now this was a somebody made me an offer. I think I had the card listed for about $90. He made me an offer of $75 and we met at $80. So with the first sale I had this week, it's Cole Caulfield's. 2021-22 Young Guns card and I took an offer for $80. Next, I sold two of the same card. I sold two Tage Thompson Young Guns cards raw. Now I had them both on for sale for about $45 each. A gentleman reached out to me and wanted to buy both of them for $45. So I sold both of those cards for a total of $90 US. So with the number two sale, as I just mentioned, two Tage Thompson's Young Guns cards for $90 total. And with my final sale to review for the week, I sold a 2009 Young Guns of Brad Marchand in a PSA 8 format. Now this card I had on eBay for $199. Well, someone reached out to me and made me an offer and we kind of went back and forth on it. And then I found out that this person collects Brad Marchand. So I let it go for a little bit cheaper than I probably would have for someone who just wanted to buy and flip it. So the offer he, we ended up settling on was he paid me $175 for the Brad Marchand PSA 8 Young Guns. And as I mentioned, I kind of gave a little bit more to him, you know, on the cheap side because I did find out that he did collect these cards and this was one that he wanted to add to his collection. So those are the cards that I sold this week, how much I sold them for. Again, just to give you an idea of what things are selling for in the hockey card market as we speak. And there's the buzzer, ending our period, and ending our podcast as well. I'd like to thank everyone who listened to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. As I've mentioned before, I appreciate each and every one of you listening and taking the time out of your day to listen to me discuss little things about hockey cards and the hockey card market. If you enjoyed this episode of the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast, well, you know what to do. Give me a like, give me a follow, tell some of your friends about this so, again, we can continue to build this hockey card community and have really great discussions, especially with the season starting very soon. It will just make for more interesting conversations and more content for everyone to listen to. 
So for the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast, I'm your host, Jay. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you soon. Thank you.